this is the Real Tour Real Walk family and we are back again with yet another episode. Come on, come on, come on. Another episode full of knowledge, understanding and wisdom. Oh yes. Another episode where we come to terrorize your Spotify, SoundCloud or your Apple. Pew, 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 pew. Another episode where we free the realness. Oh yeah, come on, come on. Another episode where we give you small banter and entertainment. Yes, yes, yes. Another episode of Can I Chime In? Can I piggyback off that, please? Another episode of Ride On, Pastor Ride On. <laughs> Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And unfortunately, the love, the lovely Aura is not here. She's not with us today. Day. So we've got the mandem here, the man I'm going to represent for the family, but shout out Ori in all of her many endeavours. Mm. Um, right, so today we are going to talk about, well, we're going to do a dilemma. We've got a question that was sent in um, from one of our listeners, so thank you very much for sending it in. Really do appreciate it. Not going to mention your name, don't worry. Mm. Um, if you do want to send in any questions, any dilemmas, anything, by all means, send them to myself or email or Ori or whoever. Send it to the Real Talk Real Walk podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, on Insta or Twitter, but yeah, just hit one of us up and let us know what you wanna wanna discuss. But yeah, so I received a question because somebody wanted us to discuss this on a pod, so that's what we're gonna do. Um, right, I'm gonna read. It says, uh, "Just wanted to ask. I don't know if you touched on this in the pod, but have you guys talked about idols? It's something I've noticed. I've been guilty of because of insecurities and stuff." And I've recognized that I need to put my trust in God and build a closer relationship with him. Uh, it'll be good to hear your thoughts on this specifically, how to avoid idols with friends, ex-partners, etc. And what to do if you have had an idol in your life or if you're an idol in someone else's life. That's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fair, and then he went on to explain, I have a fair amount of friends, don't get me wrong, but I've always struggled with not feeling like I fit in and can't be open with everyone. So when I find people who understand me and allow me to be my 100% self, I get attached. Um, I get attached to them because it's rare I find people like that. I think that's where it stems from, insecurities and that not fitting in. It's quite a, there's, there's quite a bit of, of, of information there. It's quite a long one. What's, what's your general your general thoughts on that, bro? And then obviously we can break it down because obviously there's, there's different segments here, I feel. But what's your, what's your general thoughts on that? I mean, it... I mean, the question was obviously centered around idolatry, but it sounds like just, it sounds like, yeah, idolatry, but also just strong attachments, just Mm. strong emotional attachments. Mm. Um, And I think that maybe two things can be brought up here. So it might be idolatry, um, but also the conversation of emotional intelligence, Um, emotional intelligence in the sense of being able to balance how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, love someone and respect someone and still you don't have to um, idolize them mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean I yeah, the idolatry piece I think I can understand that especially in the context where you know the person has said you know it's very rare that people understand them and you know when, when they do find that bond or you know connection it's like yeah going all out and that's great that's, that's great and that's fine but one has to be able to balance um, and check, not not check vulnerability, but check um, how you manage your emotions with those people. Like it's great when you find people that you can connect with and bounce off and that understand mm. you. That's good, mm. and that you should treasure that. 
but you should never treasure that where it becomes idolatry is where you treasure that relationship or you treasure that individual above God, where you yeah, where you place cool. that value above God. And so their value above God, yeah. Just on that, yeah, so let's break it down. Like you said, there's definitely different segments we can go here. I think one is obviously there's the idolatry piece and then two, there's the obviously the fitting in and where the emotional attachments um, are concerned. I think probably the best way to start, what what is idolatry? Like what, and obviously somebody's probably listening thinking, is it really idolatry? Is it that deep? Wow, idolatry, such a big word, such a deep word, such a Christianese word. Yeah. Um, what What is idolatry? Just to clarify, in case anybody's thinking, oh, come on, boys, it's not that deep. Like what, what how, how are we defining idolatry? Idolatry is basically an individual's, who, who an individual gives their highest worship to. That's that's what idolatry is. So mm. if if it you know, obviously from a biblical perspective, you know, idolatry, the first context was kind of like God's children turning away from God and turning to like um natural things, so like stones and rocks and the sun and the moon, and they were worshiping those things, they were ascribing the greatness that that belongs to God, the the worship and the adulation that belongs to God. They ascribed it to mortal things or they described they ascribed it to um carvings and we see in like Exodus, for example, where the children of Israel, when they're going through um the desert and they make a golden calf and they're worshiping God. And funnily enough, one of the first commandments is that they should have no other God but him, mm. but Yahweh. So idolatry in, in in a simplest sense is just anything that you place more valuable above God. Anything, mm. anything, any yeah, object, no, any item, any whatever. And just to add on to that, it's not just like a, a, a person. So it's good that you said anything because yeah. even um, I'm reminded of the scripture. I think it's in, it's in Matthew, I believe, where it mentions not serving God and mammon. So that obviously shows the importance of, yeah, um, keeping keeping God at the forefront and obviously everything else is, is secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so easy to obviously get caught up in, in idolizing things. And I know it's easy for people to hear idolatry and think, oh, um, the person might not be worshipping these things. But I mean, this is it's the individual's words. Do you know what I mean? The individual said said mm-hmm. themselves how to avoid idols with friends, ex-partners, which I think is very, very interesting because we we, we probably don't find ourselves idolizing friends or exes or our boyfriends, girlfriends, wives, husbands and stuff like that. I think when people talk about idols, it probably does come across in a form of, you know, like you said, um, worshipping other things like celebrities most of the time or mm-hmm. images and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good that we can we can highlight the fact that idols is not just celebrities. It's not just, I don't know, um, Cardi B or it's not just Meg Thee Stallion or it's mm-hmm. not just David Beckham or any of these celebrities at the minute. It can also be your friends. Do you know what I mean? Idolizing your friends or yep. idolizing your partners or the people that's within your community. Yep. It's not always celebrities that have been idolized. So I think it's, that's definitely very, very important. And I think it's definitely good to obviously highlight that. Um, but then on that, how, how do you avoid um, idolizing things that are close to you, like friends or partners or exes and stuff like that? Because you would think it's easy. Like in my opinion, I think it's easier to avoid idolizing celebrities because they're at such a far distance. Because they're so far away, it's just like, look, what's the point of idolizing celebrities on TV? Do you know what I mean, if you can't even see them, can't get close to them. Yeah. But somebody who's in your immediate um, circle, like a friend or one of your exes or 
um, someone who's close to you, somebody that you talk to, that you have a relationship with, I would find that it's a lot harder to probably avoid idolizing those individuals because of the relationship and the bond you have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how, how do you think you can we can avoid idolizing the people that's close to us or the people within our community? So one of the things that I actually think um, is would be very helpful for a lot of believers, and this is something I don't hear a lot about um, in regards to this, in, in terms of answering this question, is introspection. So quiet time um, and being still before God and reflecting on your actions and your behaviors. And so, yes, idolatry may come up, but also things and patterns in your life will also come up maybe character issues and character flaws or deficiencies um uh, attitudes disciplines Mm -hmm. that's kind of stuff when you're when you're doing that internal reflection these things um, you're not focusing on anything else these things will begin to come up and so when you realize well like maybe i think i'm doing a bit too much in terms of how I think about this person, I've put this person on such a pedestal, I've kind of made them God. So for example, like an easy one could be people in relationships, right? Romantic relationships. It's like, yeah, my mom, my man does this for me. He does that for me. I love him so much. He's the best. You know, if you take, if you, and you know, you're, I, I'm nothing without you. And I get the sentiment of that phrase, but sometimes when you deep the reality of that phrase, it's actually very dangerous because, you know, when we sing like songs and we say to, like to God, well, I'm nothing without you. And then you say that for a human being, even though in, in a human context, we're saying it loosely speaking, but there are lots of people who are, who don't realize that, they aren't loosely speaking. They actually cannot do anything. There are some people in relationships, they can't do anything with their boyfriend, their girlfriend, or their spouse, or their fiance. If they were not there, or their friends, if their friends were not there, they would melt down. They would have, you know, like they would literally crash without, you know, these individuals. And it's good, it's great to be close. It's good to have strong bonds. But when it gets to a point when that, to say that you are nothing without a person, that's when the line is drawn because mm. like, for example, you know, the scripture that talks about in him, we move in him, we live, we breathe, we have our being It's him. That is our everything. God is our everything. He is our life. He is our source. So now when we attribute those kind of things to people, then we find ourselves in a slippery space or on, on a slippery mm. slope. We're given what deserve, God deserves um, t- to people. And so, the first thing, like I've said, is inward res- uh, reflection. Am I doing the most for this person? Yes, I love this person, but can I? Is God still my everything? Is God still my all in all? Do I still rely on God more than I do human beings? Do I trust more God more than human beings? Do I give God um, um, the, the time that it, He deserves, the time that He, um, the time that um, in fellowship that He requires of me? And if not, and I'm giving it to other people, then yeah, the, you're beginning. To, the, it's a, it's the answer is already there. Like God doesn't mm. even need to open his mouth and say, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." You're answering it for yourself because you're recognizing. So, yeah, I think mm. that's a, that. I think that might be a good one that a lot of people overlook: self-reflection. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely, wholeheartedly, man. I also think it's about balance as well, finding that that balance, um, and understanding exactly the sort of relationship that you have with the individual. Obviously, no personal yeah. thing should be able to get to that space in your heart that God um, 
is supposed to be reaching. Do you know what I mean? There should be a place that in our hearts that only God can get to and everyone else shouldn't be able to get to that place. Yeah. And I definitely I definitely do believe that striking striking a balance is, is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And obviously how we view the people in our lives and obviously how we relate with those individuals. Um obviously right. like you said, you know, putting God above everyone and everything else. But how how we view we view these people is very, very important and, and how we view these things is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And if we're viewing these people bigger than we should be viewing them, we definitely do need to check ourselves and ask ourselves why and obviously understand where it stems from. Mm-hmm. And obviously looking at this dilemma, it looks like, well, for what the person says, it's coming from the need to kind of fit in, which kind of brings us, brings me to like the second second point that we can obviously discuss here is is that need to fit in, which is probably why there is this um, idea within our head, within you know people's heads that, you know, we need to, lift this person up high we need to lift this individual up high so that that we can be accepted Mm -hmm. or we need to i don't know do these these things for this particular individual so that this person can embrace us Mm -hmm. um and and all of a sudden it creates this notion that this individual is far more important to us than we actually think Mm -hmm. um and obviously that 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 you know desire to want to fit in i completely hear it man and i completely understand it because Nobody wants to feel like they don't fit in. Like nobody wants to feel left out, mm-hmm. or nobody wants to feel like they're not cool enough for this particular group, or they're not cool enough for this particular gang, or they don't have the personality that this particular group have, or they can't relate in the same manner that you know the other people are relating. So, I, I do get the the desire to want to fit in. Like I do understand, that. and I think it's a common thing for a lot of people, whether mm-hmm. it's believers or not. There is mm-hmm. that that desire to want to feel included because look everybody we all love attention we all love affection and we all love you know fitting in we all love um being loved or we all like to be gassed mm-hmm. as as people would say now do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I'll, i definitely do hear it what what are your thoughts on on the individual that lack those things though bro how, how, how do you feel about the people that you know lack affection from their i'm not going to say from their parents because that's, that's a probably different topic entirely but yeah just lack affection from like friends do you know what i mean lack that sort of love or lack that sort of you know guessing or encouragement like obviously we know in this day and age where it's quite social media driven people are connecting highly on the internet and stuff like that which is good yeah. um and it's so easy for like for us to like you know chat online gas each other with that sort of stuff how, how do you feel about an individual that probably doesn't fit in that or isn't getting somebody or people guessing them or isn't getting the people around them encouraging them or do you know what I mean uh, what's your thoughts on that I think this this is where we can then as much as I, I want to be as practical as practical can be um it's easy to go, yeah, just go and look and find some new friends. It's life is not as easy as that, right? When you when you find people that actually you bond with, you gel with, sometimes that can be one of the rarest gifts that humanity can offer or life can mm. give you. But in the meantime, this is kind of where the opposite of the the idolatry piece comes in, in that this is where you can actually run to God because for example, like David speaks of when my mom and my dad forsake me, it's you that looks after me. It's you that takes care of me. It's you that upholds me. And so for for every believer, your first resting point is knowing that you are accepted um, in God. That's what Ephesians and, and Colossians tells us this, that we are accepted in the beloved we are accepted into God's family. We are now part of God's family. And Romans even tells us that 
we even have the spirit of God that allows us to cry, Abba, Father. So where you feel like you're overlooked, where you feel like you're not recognized, where you feel like, you know, these people don't notice me and you're craving for that, you're longing for affirmation and friendship and family, God gives that first. Like, you know, Adam in the Garden of Eden, it was just him and, and, and the Trinity for a moment. But then God said, it's not good that man should be alone. And I think this is a good example where you're satisfied in God and then in your satisfaction with God, then God brings the right people around you. So God says, look, that's cool. We've had a great time, but it's not, it, you need someone that's like you, right? Someone else that's like you. So what, did he, what does he do? He, he, he builds or he creates Eve out from Adam. And then Adam wakes up and he's like, wait, hold up. Bone of my bone. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. God didn't say, repeat after me and say this. He just knew that this was this was someone who was like him, someone that was from him. And that's kind of like how God ordains. A lot of the time, that's how God ordains like godly friendships where your your focus is on him. Not that you're trying, you're not trying to actively go out of your way because I think it's important. Go out of your way, go to events, you know, talk to other people like step out of your comfort zone to meet new people but at the same time if your if your focus is god and you allow god to direct your steps and you allow god to affirm you first and shower his love on you first then the journey of finding friends who will love you and care about you and affirm you in your god-given identity it, it will surely come around it will definitely come around mm. as long as you first understand that god wants to affirm you so that when you when you're also this will be my last point when you allow god to affirm you you won't have to wait for someone else to do it for you you'll be comfortable knowing that the father has already affirmed you and when friends are doing it now they're only reconfirming what the father has already said mm -hmm. yeah no i hear that that's good i definitely do hear that man for real um another thing on this thing was another thing on this dilemma was about the need or no about getting attached um, and I think we should definitely touch on touch on this thing of attachments as well. Because um, obviously he mentions, you know, he has a lot of friends, um, but obviously he doesn't feel like he fits in and he can't be open with everybody. So when he finds people that understand him um, that or, and people that allow him to be his 100% self, he gets attached because it's rare that he finds people like that. On that quickly, I want to say that like, there's there's nothing too wrong with being attached. I mean, it, it, attached is probably subjective, and it kind of depends on what attachment looks like. You're right. And attachment might be different to to different people, but generally speaking, attachment isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, kids get attached to their to their parents from I don't know, Eman. You're probably better than me, but maybe from like the ages of I don't know two weeks, for example, an attachment is already formed. I, I mean, I can't remember from my psychology days, but yeah, attachments <laughs> is not necessarily a bad thing because. You know, attachments are there. But for this dilemma, I imagine this attachment is probably seen in a negative light and it might be too deep of an attachment, which is probably mm -hmm. why this question is being sent in. Mm -hmm. um, but I genuinely do think, you know, it probably we do need to kind of look into how we're attached and what's kind of causing us to to, to be attached. And, and obviously now it's probably about discussing how we can kind of avoid being attached or avoid getting attached to a particular person or particular people. Mm. especially if like you know you find some people that might have you know they might be loving caring great personality so it's easy for you to get attached to that to that people to that person or to those people especially when you know they allow us to be who we really are they allow us to be comfortable mm -hmm. i think before getting attached we definitely do 
um, need to kind of understand the relationship we have with these people and how these people view us. Because what yeah. we don't want to do is get attached to a person who doesn't really want a friendship like that with us. Yeah. We don't want to get attached to an associate or we don't want to get attached to an internet friend who only sees us as an internet friend. Like that can probably be the most, you know, upsetting or embarrassing thing. Yeah. I think if you're both kind of forming a, a positive attachment, then great. Um, or if you're a group of friends forming a positive attachment, then fantastic. But we don't want to get attached to the wrong set of people or we don't want to get attached to people who don't really view us the way we view them. And I think it's definitely important to kind of look at how these people view us and the sort of relationships that we have with them. Mm -hmm. We certainly do need to check whether we ha actually have a friendship or not. We kind of need to check the level of our friendship before we get comfortable enough to kind of form an attachment. Yeah. And then obviously with the thing of, of being free, I think it's good to be free. I think it's good to be vulnerable. But again, we can't be vulnerable with everybody. And like I, like I always scream, like not everybody can handle our vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and not everybody has the ability to handle our vulnerability and I think that's very very important it's an important key that we all kind of need to understand mm -hmm. um, but for you what's what's your thoughts on on the attachment and, and forming attachments and how to avoid kind of getting attached to people who might be popping or who might be you know a small celebrity or who might have a great relationship or who might have good relationships with people rather or who might be loving and caring or somebody that prays for you all the time and you, how, how do you avoid kind of getting attached yeah, in your, in your view. So I think it's just about judging. So how you judge attachments? What is like? I'm gonna go maybe to an extreme. I think one reason why people develop negative attachments is because they've seen something in someone else that they've missed all their life. So for example, um, some friends are actually loosely speaking mummies and daddies to their friends and mm -hmm. it's because the love and the affection and the care that someone's mom or dad should have given to an individual it's what a friend is giving them it's what a boyfriend or girlfriend is giving them and so that in my opinion you know there might be some positive elements of it but that's not good because then you end up becoming a crutch it's kind of like it's kind of like drugs like you you deal with fixes until you're completely addicted. And then, for example, maybe there's a breakup or, you know, there's a friendship, you know, that doesn't end too well. And then you're just like, you're left at ground, you're, you're left at square one. You don't know how to navigate life again because your soul existence was so was so heavily reliant on an individual and i think that that is one area where attachments where you know negative attachments should be looked at in in general i don't think attachments are wrong it's what the attach what is the nature of the attachment it's positive attachments like friends those are attachments but the more time they're positive you know they're beneficial you know you get something out of it your friends get something out of it um and you're you're grow you, you're growing you're developing all of those good things but then there are negative attachments where you know for example like an abusive relationship and you know a person may not want to leave they're attached but it's ba it's based uh, around a negative context so you have to judge what is the fruit of it kind of like what Jesus says by their fruit we shall know them what is the fruit of your attachment what is the fruit of your friendship 
what is the fruit of your relationship, whether it's romantic or whatever? What's the fruit of, you know, your family relationships and stuff like that? That is where we can judge whether that is a positive um, attachment or negative attachment. Attachment An attachment is not um, intrinsically wrong. By, by nature, mm, an attachment is mm. not wrong. So that's where we have to be careful. But then when we look at the fruit of an attachment, a connection, a relationship, a bond, right? Then we can see, okay, cool. This isn't good. Or you know what? This is fine. It's beneficial for Christians. For us, we measure it by, does it, you know, reflect the heart and the nature of Christ? Is it biblical? Is there, is there a biblical standard in what you've got going on? So whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's relationship, whether that's marriage, that's the standard for us. And is the attachment, does it always bring glory back to God? If it doesn't, does it take away? If it doesn't, then there's a question. Your relationships, your marriages, does it take you away from God? Does it allow you to lose focus of what God is doing in your life or your relationship with God? That's a negative attachment then. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to mm. cut it off. Sometimes it's that you're overdoing it, you're overcompensating and you're lacking balance. But some, they're straight negative and they need to be cut off. Sometimes when it's negative, it's not that it's completely negative. It's just that there's a lack of self-control. There's a lack of balance or there's a lack of discernment. When, you di when you're able to use wisdom to know what the fruit of the attachment is, then, yeah, you'll be able to answer it. There's so many different types of um, scenarios. So I don't want to be busy going through scenarios. But mm -hmm. the point is that it's one, discernment, wisdom. What is the fruit of it ultimately? If the fruit is good, if the if the if the fruit sorry reflects the nature of Christ, stuff like we see in Galatians chapter five, then cool, we're on we're on the right path. If it's negative, if it drains you, if it negatively affects your well being, your mindset, your 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 physical well being, your emotional well being, then there is something wrong that needs to be checked. You there, bro? Oh, yeah, hey, you know, right. What happened? I couldn't hear you. Was you talking? Yeah. Oh, mad. I found it just went blank, fam. It went quiet. It? I, know this, I know this has happened before, though. That's why I didn't say nothing, because I know you're probably talking. Okay. I did, uh, after, uh, I did stop for a little while, so maybe. Oh, no, that's, that's cool. That's cool, man. No worries. Um, you got a scripture, bro, to close? Whilst you're looking for that scripture, just quickly add a few last words whilst you're looking. Okay. I think for the thing of, of, of fitting in, um, again, this is definitely a good dilemma, definitely good question. So thank you for sending it in because it's opened up a, a good conversation for sure. I think on the thing of fitting in, like, I think we definitely do need to be a good judge of character. I think that's definitely important. And like Iman was alluding to, having, having wisdom to be able to know exactly the sort of person that this individual people are before we actually allow ourselves to get attached. We definitely do need to be good, ju good judges of character. Because, you know, it's not everybody that we want to get attached to, even though they might be lovely people and stuff like that. But it's not everyone we can be vulnerable to because mm -hmm. um, they might not necessarily have the capacity to take on our vulnerability. Um, and I think that's that's very, very important. Even though they allow they might allow you to to be 100 percent, 100 percent yourself. Um, you don't necessarily want to have in mind 
because you don't meet people like that, then easily get attached to them because they may not necessarily have the space to deal with the attachment that you're bringing them. Mm-hmm. So we definitely do need to be good judges of character. You know, like the Bible says, test every spirit. Obviously, their spirit might be pure, but they might not necessarily be in a place where they want um, you to be vulnerable with them. So I think that's definitely important. And obviously, on the thing of insecurities, like Eamon was saying earlier, it's definitely about building that that relationship with God. And I know it sounds very, very cliche, but definitely connect with brothers, sisters that can help you in obviously strengthen, strengthen the faith as well. Because obviously, ultimately, that's going to help in terms of putting out boundaries in place. And we know how important boundaries are in terms of our relationships and how we relate with people. Um, and that kind of puts a, a, a stop on potentially having idols and stuff like that but it's very very normal like it's very very normal for people to idolize people and things it's very very normal man happens to to the best of us a lot of us fall in that trap so don't even sweat it too much man just know that you know we're all in this together many people have experienced how you're feeling right now Mm -hmm. um but yeah email scripture bro yeah sure um just um just to to the person that gave the scenario in the first place um i really feel like this is for you but it's for anyone who listens really but it's in ephesians chapter one from verse four to six says i'm reading an amplified just as in his love he chose us in christ actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy that is consecrated set apart for him purpose-driven and blameless in his sight in love He predestined us and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with his kind intention and good pleasure of his will. Um, Yeah. No, no, that's that's it. So yeah, yeah, just remember that you are loved by God and you're chosen by God and that should should, um, drive your relationships when you remember that you have been you've been called into god's family you are now part of god's family you know acceptance is good that's great and fantastic but then the the craving and the longings that you have for attachments with people let it be guided um and and founded by the premise that you are loved by god and so that will direct and guide all the different types of attachments in your life um, and ultimately will bear fruit for him. That's good. Thanks for the scripture, bro. Appreciate it. Right, to all the listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us each and every time. We really do appreciate it. It's the RTRW gang signing out. Love.